and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, friend. How's Hi. it going? It's going really well. I'm, um, I'm a bit excited to talk about our topic. You know, if you've listened to any of our episodes, then you know that we love talking about psychology and some of the internal aspects of working in our businesses. And today we thought we would dive into the topic of self-doubt. And, you know, I really see in working actively with women for years and years that self-doubt is the number one sort of saboteur of success in our businesses. And I don't think we always really recognize how much that self-doubt impacts our movement forward. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What do you think, Laura? Yes, I am passionate about all things mental health and entrepreneurs. And this particular topic is one that is most pervasive, I think, that with all of my clients and all of the entrepreneurs, my peers, my colleagues, Mm -hmm. like if you ask entrepreneurs to share one of their probably just biggest internal challenges, it's that critical voice. It's the one that creates doubt. It's the, you know, part of them that all of a sudden is afraid that they don't know really what they're talking about or who are they to be that person, you know, that imposter syndrome or just this, um, what am I doing? No one's ever going to invest in my company, you know? And it's interesting because it's definitely as intense often as that creativity and that excitement and all of that fire that led us to start our businesses, mm-hmm. self-doubt can come in just as intense on that other end of the spectrum. So I think it's really important that we talk about it. Yeah, I do too. And I think, you know, first of all, let's just clarify that everyone has it. I do not know if it like any woman out there. So, you know, I don't work as often with men. I still know a lot of men who have self-doubt as well, but I'll put that on the shelf because it's not my expertise. But I know with the women that I work with, there's not a single woman that doesn't hit self-doubt at all levels. Whether you're millionaires, whether you're just starting, we all hit self-doubt. So this is not like a, oh, well, if you hit self-doubt, you're, you know, (laughs) unique and we're calling you out. Like this is, we're calling ourselves out as well. So, you know, our, and really what it is, is our ability to manage self-doubt is what determines our ability to succeed. And so it's not that you're never going to have self-doubt because is in my opinion, you wouldn't be human. It's just that, you know, 
it's how effectively can you manage it when it comes out? How do you deal with it? What are the strategies you have for looking at it and working with it? And do you let it sabotage you from moving forward? Exactly. Very well said. So yes, it is a part of our human condition that we have doubt. And it is the navigation of those emotions, like you say, Sonia, that's really important. It's not um, eliminating. It's the same thing about um, just all what we consider negative emotions can get a bad um, rep this these days, kind of with the positive psychology movement, which is really great. I'm focusing on, you know, focusing on the happiness, focusing on the positive is great. But there is the negative emotions, the other side, the shadow side of our emotions um, that we need. Like we actually need pain because otherwise we wouldn't know pleasure. We need sorrow so that we truly appreciate joy. So. We need the full spectrum of human emotions. And yet entrepreneurs, when we hit some of the negative pieces, I have found, and you're right, women um, and men, more and more men are coming into my psychotherapy practice right now. Men that are entrepreneurs that are struggling with how to understand all of these emotions. And from their from their mouths, they come in more with like stress management. Like, how do I deal with the stress? And for women, they kind of come in with like, how do I deal with, you know, my emotions are overwhelming and I have all these different roles. So men and women tend to speak about it a little bit differently, label the problem in a different way. But we're all kind of speaking with that. How do we navigate these uncomfortable emotions, uh, feelings of uncertainty in a way that help us grow as a person instead of, um, like you said, sabotaging our efforts or like leading us down a road of criticism, self-criticism and despair. Yes. Yes. How do we do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was like, a mouthful. That was yeah, a lot. totally. Yes. I love it. No, it's great. And I think, you know, one of the things that I think is important in all of this is that it is about being able to observe and step back and look at it. Like, it's not about beating ourselves up because we have it. It's not about like, you know, because that just brings us back into that shame spiral. But it's really about being able to step back and observe and and I think looking at it all differently. Like, you know, it, the way that I kind of teach sort of a growth mindset or mindset in general is that sometimes we just need to reframe things. So like, you know, in business, the way that I look at it, the way that I work with my clients, I'm always having them look at like when you hit blocks, when you hit self-doubt, when you hit any mindset issue, or even when you just hit like a stop somewhere, like, you know, a client that doesn't work or, you know, someone who's unhappy with your service or whatever it is, when you hit anything in business, if you can just look at it as like, okay, cool. This is this is the block. This is the the next step I need to tackle. This is a thing I need to look at and work with. You know, if we had sort of that mindset, like, oh, this is just something we need to handle, I think that would progress us a lot faster. But I think what ends up happening with self-doubt and with other things is that we look at an obstacle and we think, God, I'm a failure. I can't move forward. I must be the worst person in the world. I'm never going to make it. Like, you know, we have sort of all these negative thoughts about it. Like we judge it instead of looking at it as like, cool, this is that thing that we have and we need to navigate it. We need to get more information. We need to look for more data. 
Instead, we're we're making it wrong. And that's what leads us down a shame spiral. And that's what sabotages success. Yes. That personalizing is like that not being able to feel the difference of, mm. you know, it's kind of, I'm just trying to think about how to, how to articulate this. You know, when we tell our, our child, I'm not upset at you. I am just concerned about this behavior. It's like, we yes. want to differentiate how we talk about our children's behavior because it's human nature. If we say, Oh, that was, you know, um, why did you do that? Or you just dropped your plate or, you know, that is, humans, we go into, oh, I'm a failure. I'm really bad. I mm-hmm. messed up. So as parents, we say, you know, oh, hey, be careful. Um, you know, really, I'm, I'm upset that you weren't really holding your plate. I've asked you a few times to always put both hands under your plate. I'm not upset at you, but I am concerned about this behavior or whatever. You know, that's a little bit too therapy, but you know what I'm saying. You're going to be able to um, address the behavior. So what I encourage my clients is to think about that. Think about how you talk to your child and how you would like to give them more of that distinction that it's not them. It's just the behavior that you're trying to improve. And you think about how can you talk to yourself that way? How can you Mm. have this internal dialogue? It's like, Hey, okay, girl, you're good. You're awesome. You're smart. You created this company from scratch. You're resourceful. You're, you know, very upbeat. A lot of times that's awesome. Now you're having a hard day and you completely dropped the ball and you didn't pay that bill or you missed the deadline for that renewal and you lost your domain, which I did for some of you to. Yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I lost our domain. Okay, people. And it got bought and wanting to sell it back to us for like $10,000 or something or more. Um, so these things happen. And in yeah. those moments, you have to just say, okay, that behavior is not something I feel great about, but I'm still okay. Um, and what can I learn from this? Mm. And it's okay to feel disappointed. It's okay to feel sad. And that's where you go to someone you support and you trust or a therapist or coach. And you just go, you know, gosh, I'm just, I'm hitting a shame spiral. I'm feeling really frustrated and really torn up about this, but I know that it doesn't make me all bad. I'm just struggling here. And can you help me get back into that place where I understand there's so much more to my skill set than this mm. thing? And, you know, maybe sometimes you get other people to help you get unstuck. Um, but a personal practice that I recommend clients start experimenting with is a mindfulness practice because mindfulness is meta awareness. It's the ability to step out and be aware of self so that you have this little space of time that you do see, I am not my behavior. I am not all this thing. And then you can, like you said, kind of come with a little bit more of like, kindness, you know, Mm. a little more gentleness, how you do want to talk to that child, how you, your best parent self, we don't always get to do that with our kids either. We're frustrated, we're um, exhausted or tired, but in your best parent voice, you want to be that nurturing parent. How do you speak to yourself? How do you speak in a way that's gentle and kind and understanding? Yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful. And I do think, you know, it, it is about that mindfulness and that space that we can create. 
you know, because we can just look at it and not be in it, you know, not let it consume us. And that's what I see is sort of that debilitating part is that when you let self-doubt consume you, then it's, it takes so long to progress forward because you're having to sort of like be in the mud really. And, and I think it's less sticky when we can be in the mud and kind of be like, cool, we're in the mud. <laughs> like That's okay. I'm in the uh-huh. mud today. You know, like it's like, it's not as sticky. It's not like quicksand. But I think when we look at it and we're like, oh, we're in the mud and I can't get out. And it's like, you know, we're, we're so consumed by it that we're, you know, it's like quicksand. It takes us down so fast. And so I think, you know, there's, it's a skill actually to become more aware of your self-doubt and to recognize when it comes up and to be more mindful that it's there and it's okay. You know, like meditation, you know, you can just see it it's there. You don't need to do anything with it. You know, you don't need to fix it because that can also become like the spiral of things when you're trying to fix it. You know, it could just, you could be with it. And as you start to do that, you start to have more perspective. And that I think is really what's so important because the self-doubt is going to come up, you know, in, in whatever way it will, you know, I still have self-doubt at times, things still come up, you know, and then it's like, okay, cool. So this is what's here. I need to feel this. I need to look at this. I need to examine this. I might journal or do morning pages. And and it's like it gives me perspective and then I'm able to keep progressing. Yes, yes. And, you know, there's that tendency of what we resist um, or what we, yeah, what we resist persists is a phrase that comes from that if we resist our, like, acknowledging our uncomfortable feelings, then they just keep continuing, they persist, and then they come up in sneaky ways. Like then they come up showing up in your body and all of a sudden you're getting these stress headaches or your back is out or your hips, like all of these things that um, really carry ourselves. So when we're feeling strong in our sense of self, our body also feels good and the energy is moving through our body really nicely. When we start to have doubt, then we will often feel these losses of strength in really pivotal places, like in your spine and in your hips um, and in your heart space. And Mm. so paying attention to like, where are you starting to notice some areas of like, like just a feeling of vulnerability in your physical body, you know, just looking at that, like, what emotion am I not noticing? What am I not giving a voice to? And often it's people for entrepreneurs, we almost don't want to admit to ourselves that we're having any kind of sense of self-doubt because then we think, well, see, there I am. Like, I don't even believe in myself. Like I can't do this. If I can't, you know, be strong and be confident. And so we almost don't even, by not even allowing ourselves to be okay with that emotion, we're just actually creating the problem where it's persisting and it gets louder or it comes out in ways that are more destructive. And I think that one of the important ways for me to practice owning it for myself um, is to acknowledge it and then to tell others about it. That's Mm. something that for me, I want to model for other people around me that I do have self-doubt. And just like you just did now, Sonia, you admit it, I still have self-doubt. The Mm. more that we can speak to that, um, I've seen it play out in a very powerful way where I was at a conference in which one woman who's highly respected in our industry 
admitted um, to a group of us before her presentation, or maybe it was like halfway through her presentation. She's like, you know what? Last night I couldn't sleep. I, I was tossing and I was turning and I was having the most severe case of imposter syndrome today. And I just wasn't sure that I was going to come and be able to deliver this message. I felt so passionate about it and I was questioning everything. And then she goes on and kind of talks about how she worked through that and how she, but she's there. And, um, and of course we were all just feeling completely, um, fortunate to be listening to her wisdom. She had all this really great presentation. And so at the end of it, um, so many people came up to her. She shared with me later. It's like, it was amazing what transpired from her just owning her own fear and how many people came up to her and said, this makes me feel so much better because if you can feel afraid, then it must be okay for me to feel afraid because they were putting her on this, you know, even a little bit higher pedestal of like, Oh, you're the speaker. You have all this knowledge. You're an expert. Um, and so the more that we talk about our self doubt or any of the more, kind of stigmatized emotions, the more we can say, yes, I'm a successful entrepreneur and I still struggle. I struggle with anxiety or depression or self-doubt, you know, and it's something I have to practice my self-care every day. Um, that is a strong, in Brene Brown's words, like that's being brave, like mm -hmm. showing up with that level of vulnerability is definitely courageous. Yes. And, and I agree. I mean, and I think it is that transparency. And that's one of the reasons why we really started this podcast and why we wanted to talk about different topics. Because like, I think we need more realistic and honest viewpoints of what it's like running a business. Everyone experiences self-doubt. Everyone hits blocks. Like no one has smooth sailing. And I think, you know, there, there's just this illusion out there, partly because of marketing and the hype and the images that people put out there that life is so good, that everything's so good, that we're so confident. Like I am a very confident person. And so if I am not honest in saying like, I do have self-doubt, a lot of times people are like, really? Because you come out as so confident in your speaking or so confident in your podcast or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, but my inner side is still human. I still hit self-doubt. I still hit fear. I still hit insecurities. You know, these are things that everybody deals with in terms terms of being human and anyone who pretends not to deal with it, I wouldn't trust because, yeah. you know, anyone who's like, I never experienced self-doubt or fear, I would run away because they're lying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be like, okay, you're either in serious, serious denial or you're lying to me. So yeah, because yeah. it's part of the human experience. Mm. And yeah. And I think that, um, the, what people also kind of a common misperception is that people think as they become more successful, as they grow their mm. business, they're going to have less self-doubt. However, you are growing, which means you may be becoming more visible. You have more of a audience that in, is noticing what you're doing and not doing. So then there's a greater sense of responsibility to that audience and to your clients and customers. So with that is a fear of failing in their eyes. You have a larger group of people that are looking to you. So, you know, or, or celebrities are notorious for having really challenged um, self-identities with mm. problems, which is why they use a lot of why you have drug and alcohol problems, especially for kid actors, like people who grew up in the eye 
eye of the public from a very young age and they never really got a strong sense of themselves and how to navigate that up and down. So they're vulnerable to the, this feeling all the time of like, I'm not good enough or, you know, who mm. am I and this self-doubt. So I think it's important to remember you're not going to ever just out grow like, or somehow you're going to get so successful and so famous that you're never going to struggle. You're actually going to most likely feel it more because you're, you have a larger following, you have people around you. So it's going to come up and you're going to feel it from time to time because you're expanding your responsibility. You know, you're putting yourself into this place of, um, visibility. But that's a good thing because on the other side of that means that if you can fear, if you can put yourself out on the limb and you can be in front of all these people and you can have this influence, you can have this positive influence, then you're going to experience this self-doubt from time to time, which just keeps you humble. It just keeps you real. It just keeps you human, right? And you have to be able to have one in order to have the other, to come back to my point again about joy and pain. And yep. Yeah. yeah. So true. And I, and I, and you know, I, I think that's the thing is just, it's allowing ourselves, right? It's allowing ourselves to be human. It's allowing ourselves to have fear and self-doubt and that's okay. The reason that we're talking about it in this podcast though, is also because, you know, we want uh, a, to be more aware of it, to make it okay, to to really express that everyone has it so that we stop comparing ourselves and thinking that we're a bad person or a failure or something's wrong with us because we have it. But I also think it's really looking at what it does to your business and why it's so important to begin to navigate it, to build skills in this area. Because, you know, what I've seen is that the number one thing that slows my clients down is self-doubt because it's so heavy, because it, it pulls people into shame spirals, because it slows momentum down, because it stops them from progressing. And oftentimes they start going backwards instead of forwards. And so I think, you know, what we're looking at is, again, this is not so that you go and be like, oh, oh, this is, you know, I'm so bad and I'm so wrong. Like, that's not the point of this, but it's recognizing with awareness that that part, if you're not dealing with it and you're just putting it under the covers, or you're just putting it under the carpet and you're like, oh, that's okay. That will go over there. And I'm going to deal with my marketing and I'm going to deal with my sales and I'm going to deal with getting more leads. And you're not handling the self-doubt. It's not going to work because that self-doubt is really the core of why so many people are not achieving what they want to achieve in business. Mm, yeah, I'm so glad that you brought it into the application, like how it actually then shows up um, in the business, sort of the symptomatology, like how does it show up um, in real time? Because we've kind of, in the beginning, just now we sort of discussed like what is self-doubt and how it shows up and what our common responses are to it. But then the way that it impacts our business, it can be one of the biggest blocks to um to someone being able to move their business forward because they get stuck in, you know, one a very popular term that I like and I use it, <laughs> I self-identify, is I get into paralysis analysis on mm -hmm. things in my business because I am a Virgo, I like things to be a certain way and I want to be 
doing it the most efficient way. So I will start analyzing and pulling up the spreadsheet with like, oh, let's do it this way. And then it would look like this. And then by the end of the day, like I've missed my window. (laughs) We're like, Mm. we're actually implementing or executing. So self-doubt can come up in like a, a way of, oh, I have to go give this talk. I have to be on the stage. I have to be able to to be con- look competent in front of other people and my investors, you know, that's a way that it, it can show up um, in a personal way. Like I'm feeling not very confident in myself and I'm struggling, but it also can just show up in the way that you make decisions. Um, if you're uh, struggling with that, like the paralysis analysis, it might be because there's some deeper self doubt, like not trusting yourself, um, a fear of that failure. And I agree, Sonia, that that's one of the things that slows us down more than failure. Because like if you fail quick and you, you know, there's a whole term for that, like fail quick and start from like use the fertilizer, like what just happened and let's like fertilize the next move. Um, That actually is a more quicker growth process than the procrastinate or just putting things off because we're stuck with self-doubt. We won't move forward. We're questioning everything. And I don't know. I don't know if that's, is that what you see with your clients that sort of just stuck and not moving? Yeah. With the self-doubt? Well, look, and I'll, and I'll share with you a little bit of my secret behind the scenes, right? Because I have a lot of, um, design in my program that allows me to see the self-doubt that people have. Because if I can't see it, if we don't know the patterns pretty early on, it's really hard to navigate it later. So, you know, one of the things that I've found is that what happens is the more unknowns there are, and the more we have to rely on ourselves, our trust, our gut, our trust, our intuition, or just trust ourselves, um, that's usually where self-doubt really shows up. Because for a lot of us, we have not trusted ourselves, right? It's an epidemic, especially for women. We have, you know, relied on someone telling us what to do, someone telling us how to do it, especially in areas where we have unknowns, like in our own confident areas or in areas where we have wisdom and expertise, you know, we're good. But when we have unknowns, when we have areas we have to go into, which as entrepreneurs, we do, we have to go into marketing, into lead generation, into sales, into areas where we aren't experts. And what ends up happening is those are the dark areas where our self-doubt surfaces. So one of the things I've done is I created sort of the, what I call the validation process in my program. And it, you know, is a really important piece where people go out and they validate their target market and their offer and their pricing. And so that they can ensure that what they've created is actually relevant to the market and will be sold and is right for them and their target market. And it's a beautiful process, but in that process, I've left a lot of unknowns. Like I don't tell people exactly how to do it step-by-step because they need to start to trust themselves. They need to start to to build their resilience. And so, of course, self-doubt comes up for everyone. And it manifests in these really interesting ways, which allows me to see the different patterns. Because there's no one way that self-doubt comes up. I mean, for some people... Self-doubt will come up and then they're action takers, right? So then they'll just go crazy with busyness. They'll just do everything they possibly can. They will like put all their effort until they're totally, totally burnt out. And that's one pattern. You know, other people will completely freeze. They can't do anything. They're just like, they're just totally frozen. They can't move. They can't breathe. They can't do anything in their business. They're totally stuck. Other people will come to me wanting like step-by-step instructions, 
exact, like give me the top 10 things exactly that I need to do so that I know what to do exactly. And I'm like, well, that's not how it works. And then, you know, are you've got people who will just disappear, right? They just totally disappear. And I'm like, you know, Hey, where are you? And you know, there's just like, they're gone. Or you have people that get distracted by the silver, you know, the sort of shiny object syndrome. So you've got all these different ways that self-doubt manifests and we all have different patterns around that. And so becoming aware of our patterns allows us to be able to see the triggers so that when we hit it, we're able to navigate it because so often we're stuck in the pattern and we think the pattern is justified. For instance, busyness is really justified. Like we're doing everything. We're taking action. We're doing everything we're supposed to do. And that's really justified. And we don't recognize that that's a pattern of self-doubt. Yes. So true. Yeah. And I mean, these patterns are something that it takes time. I I like to always Mm -hmm. remind my clients and myself that you start to slowly become aware of a pattern. And then it, and it's like lightning speed happening. You can't stop it at first. You're just like, yeah. oh shoot. Oh darn. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> there it goes. It happened. You know, but to have a lot of understanding and compassion about that because you recognized it. I mean, that's the first step that you actually said, oh shoot, I did it. Like yeah. that's awareness. That's recognition. And then over time, as you practice though, just bringing awareness compassionately to those patterns, then you start to catch it a little bit like, oh, it's happening right now. Or, oh wait, it's a, I'm, I'm a, I can stop and pause because I'm about to do this thing um, to sabotage myself or my efforts, you know? So it takes time to practice, but that first even desire to want to see it is your first step. And then the fact that you caught yourself missing the ability to course correct is the next step. And it just gets easier over time as you practice that becomes more of an automatic, um, in more of a lightning speed, like ability to, to check yourself in a really compassionate way. Exactly. And I think, you know, that's the piece is we've built a lot of these patterns forever. Like, you know, and there, and the patterns were, were built to save us, right? They were built to serve us. They were built to, to allow us to survive whatever we had to survive as children or in our adult life, you know, they allowed us to survive and to move forward. So, you know, we can't be mad at these patterns or upset at these patterns. Like they really served us. They're just not serving us anymore. And I think, you know, when we look at these patterns, we've developed them over like a lifetime. So, you know, after, you know, for in my case, 44 years of building a pattern, you know, it's not going to disappear in two days or 30 days or six months. You know, it's, it's a constant. And I love how you, you know, express that Laura, because yeah, exactly. There's actually stages, you know, so it's like at first you, just like you said, you can't stop it, but you start to become more aware of it. Oh, it happens. Oh, here it is again. I couldn't stop it, but it happens. And then eventually you're able to catch it before it happens, you know, when you're feeling it, you know? And so you get to this, it's a skill building. Like eventually you get to a place where you might even just have the thought of self-doubt, but it doesn't move into the sabotaging, you know, so that you're like, oh, there it is. Cool. But you're not reacting to it. You're not, you know, creating from it. And so, you know, this is that gentleness to recognize that, you know, it's not about not having self-doubt and it's not about stopping it. It's about becoming more aware of the patterns and eventually being able to, you know, stop it before it starts. Yes, exactly. Yes. And I think that for um, 
some people, this is where kind of like a positive also, just I'm trying to think of another way to, to work with self-doubt is, so there's the awareness and recognition, there's the sharing with other trusted people or just being able to be um, vulnerable in certain circles. And then there's the, you know, trying to actually speak the other side of the self-doubt story um, is what? Like, what are the things that you are doing well? Um, what do you love about how you're doing what you're doing? And sometimes people get a little bit jaded by, oh, I got to come up with my positive, you know, mantras. Maybe some of you listeners, they found that it really works and you're doing um, daily mantras and being able to, but I think some people are kind of skeptical of them because they're not really feeling it. Like you can't just look in the mirror and say, you're beautiful. Yeah. I really believe that, you know, kind of thing. Like you can't have this like energy behind you. And that when you think about what's the other story, um, mm. and this is sometimes when you're in a good place because it's hard when you're in the self-doubt or something's happened, you're feeling really discouraged. But like in a moment when you're feeling more resilient, build your appreciation of self. Like take inventory of how you're awesome and have something that you say to yourself and I've talked about this on previous podcasts because um, I just feel like I can't say it enough because people don't realize like your brain, your body chemistry will respond to that positive thought. It will release more dopamine and oxytocin from your own self-love. Like you can give that to your body by saying something really positive and loving. So I just want to add that in there again, like a way to work with self-doubt um, is to be very curious and um, compassionate. And then if, when you're in a place where you can love it back, like love on yourself even more, you know, just come back and say, Hey, critical voice. I get that this is coming up and, um, I could just kind of believe you and I could go this whole different route. Um, but right now I'm going to actually remember something really positive, something I'm feeling confident about, or I'm excited about. So just another little way to feel like we have some, um, resili resiliency within that context of um, struggling with self-doubt, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And and I think, you know, to split hairs for a second, I think just what you were saying, just for the listeners to understand, yeah. is we're not saying fake it till you make it. We're not saying cover exactly. up your self-doubt with a positive affirmation because that's ineffective. What we are saying is that you know, this, and I do this with my clients as well. Look at all the ways you've helped people. Look at all the way, and it may not be one for one. Like you might have self-doubt around marketing, but then look at all the ways that your business is making people feel good, is working with people, is, you know, all the ways that you can be confident in yourself. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the same thing, but it is about starting to feel better and more confident and recognizing, ah, yes, I really do know what I'm doing. And really here's the proof because a lot of self-doubt is not based on reality. You know, it's based on past traumas. It's based on ideas we've had about things. You know, it's not really based on our who we are now. It's based on maybe who we were in the past. And so sometimes if you can really sort of ground yourself in who you are now or in the realities of, oh, look, look at your client who's doing so well you know, look at this person that's so happy with your services and just start to remind yourself. I mean, I, I've, in the past, I've had people do like a hundred ways they provide value. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, that's great. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I think, you know, it gets to be so chat, like some people get to like 20 and they're like, I can't think of any more. And so I'm like, okay, well, how about this and this and this? And they're like, oh yeah. And so it's just like, there's, you know, really getting into the practice of appreciating ourselves and recognizing how awesome we are. And then also allowing the self-doubt and, yes. you know, and, and I think separating from it, I mean, one of the things about self-doubt is it's heavy. And so, and this is why it pulls down the business. But one of the things you can do in terms of strategies is lighten it up. So, you know, one way to lighten it up is by looking at it you know, and just sort of stepping yep. back from it. So you're not in it, but you're observing it. One, another way to lighten it up is by, you know, looking at the ways that you are confident or that you are awesome, just like Laura was saying. Another way to lighten it up is just to be with it and just maybe journal around it. And that will start to move things and lighten it up. You know, you can laugh at it. You can recognize it. And as you start to become more aware of your patterns, you do. You do laugh at it. You do recognize it. You do think it's pretty funny. You know, here it is again. You know, and so as you lighten it up, it can no longer have a hold on you in the same way that it could before. Yes. Actually, it makes me think of, I was, um, I just recently attended an event that was put together by Together Live and Hello Sunshine, which is Reese Witherspoon's company. And then Together Live was this um, collaboration in between speakers. So Brene Brown was there. Um, this was here in Austin. And then Priya Parker, who is the author of The Art of Gathering, and several storytellers, um, mm. comedians, musicians, and they were all telling their story. And the panel moderator had them at the very beginning go around and say, like, what is a mantra? Like, what's something that you're working, that you're using right now to kind of help, you know, help yourself? And I have to share, um, Brene is hilarious. Like, so we get to, she's the last one to go. And she's like, I don't know if we can, uh, um, if we can cuss on this stage. So I'll just go ahead and use the PG 13 version. But she's like, so what I'm telling myself lately, something's happening. And I say, not today, mother trucker, not today. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, it just, something starts to come up. Like this thing happens. My website's down. And I just say, not today, mother trucker, not today. <laughs> I love her name, so I just, I know. And I was like, she's great at humor because that's her thing. So when you said like you use humor, I think yeah. there are a lot of ways that we can be like laughing at this aspect or find something like that, that kind of makes you laugh at yourself, you know? Yes. Um, and remember that it's normal. We all feel it. And, you know, finding that, whether it's like you said, you know, finding uh, just a way to sit and observe it, create some space around it, whether it's to say something more positive about yourself, if you can get to that place and just remind all your hundred values and make that list and keep it somewhere where you can look at it or yes. use humor. So, um, and I also like love, um, I follow some mental health organizations that do quotes, you know, on Instagram and stuff. So it just actually, I was like, Oh wait, there's one that I recently read that's super cute. And it's just like this, um, picture of a little cactus just like standing up by itself. And it says, um, so far you've survived a hundred percent of your worst days. So look, you're doing great. <laughs> and it's true. Like we don't give ourselves credit. Like you, you have survived. You have probably already hit some bumps in the road. You've probably failed a few times. Like there's been things that have happened and you've survived it. You're here. 
you know, and that means you're doing great. Yeah. So in your business, when you feel so much doubt, you know, remember that you've done so many things and that you've been resilient. So I want to like be able to, um, speak to both things. And I'm so glad you're splitting hairs on that. It's like both. It's acknowledging that self doubt is real. It doesn't discriminate. Um, but we have this stigma against it. And so just allow yourself to acknowledge it. And then also know that there are tools and there are ways of working with it so that it doesn't have to sabotage you. It can exist in your experience, but it doesn't have to be the one that overshadows everything else. I love that. And I actually think that's a perfect way to end. So thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, talk to you next week.